Don't wait until January 1st to figure out what you want to do with the year. Don't wait until the new year to, to, make the, to make the change, to make the, the goals and the plans. You know, start now, even though in the natural we're approaching a, a busy season, you know, what you make time for will, will show. And the Lord will honor that. You know, it's not a time to take a break. It's not a time to uh, take a, a vacation from, from the, your walk with the Lord and, and just say, well, you know what, it's just too busy. And I've, I've got the family coming over and the house is a mess. You know, like just, just take this time to actually get along with God and say, okay, you know, n not to say that the rest of this year can't be great because I think we have 40-something, just under two months to make this year great, and God can do amazing things in that time. He can do, I mean, he can do amazing things before the end of this message is over, amen? Whatever miracle it is you're believing for, whatever it is you want to see happen before the end of this year, he can make that happen. But also understand that uh, it's wise to plan, and it's wise to, to set goals, and it's wise to seek after the Lord. And so that's what I wanted to encourage you with tonight, not to be a, a motivational speaker or give you like a pep talk or anything like that, but to, to, to put biblical facts into these keys to have, and you could, you could apply these tomorrow, you know, start Monday. That's <laughs> what we always start. Mo You're going to start a diet, start Monday. It's Friday. Let's go out. You know what I mean? Start Monday, start tomorrow, start tonight. Uh, but, but it's going to be, I, I really believe these are going to bless you. And like I said, these are in no particular order. But um, they're all great, so you can jot these down. So key number one is get your confession in line. And Mark eleven twenty three says, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. In Matthew 12, 36 through 37, it says, but I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless and useless word they speak. For by words, reflecting your spiritual condition, the Amplified says, you will be justified and acquitted of the guilt of sin. And by your words, rejecting me, you will be condemned and sentenced. So in these two scriptures, it says, you know, your words are powerful. You know, you can tell a mountain to move just with your words. You can tell whatever it is hindering you to get out of the way with just your words. And it also says that your words are powerful because you're going to give an account of every careless word you say, of every, uh, you know, another version says idle. Just, uh, I, you know, I was talking about this last week, but it's just every careless word, every meaningless, oh, it's just a slip of the tongue, oh, it's just how I talk, you know. But I, I love how in the Amplified of Matthew 12 it says, for by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition, you will be justified. Have you ever been around someone who you can just tell what their, what their life is like just by hearing them speak for five minutes? Some of them just two minutes, and you can tell what their walk with God is. You know, that's something. I, I, someone can come up to me and start a conversation, and within two minutes I can tell you, okay, they, they need some help. Okay, they need to seek after the Lord. Okay, they need, they, you know, or, or you could say, wow, they're on fire. They're, they're doing it. They're going after it. They're, they're, you know, you know, you could tell, okay, they have a victim mentality. Okay, this person just wants, you know, or this person just loves to gossip. This person just loves to, to, to you know, and sometimes I feel like people, because, I mean, it's, it's in the church as well. You know, this isn't, this isn't about unsaved people. You know what I mean? So every, every word that you, you're gossiping 
or you're, uh, you're, you know, telling, telling jokes, oh, well, it's just a joke, or you're just, you know, saying things, well, well, I, you know, this, I mean, I'm not even going to get into the examples, so, but you could, you could say things like, oh, this is killing me, or oh, this is killing my back, or, you know, or oh, you know, uh, I've heard younger kids say, oh, well, this, that gave me cancer, as, as a new, that's like the new lingo now, oh, instead of like, oh, this is killing me, all oh, that just gave me cancer, and it's like, you have no idea the power of your words, and then the same goes for uh, the mentality behind it, oh, well, that's just how I was raised, oh, well, that's just how my dad spoke to me, oh, well, that's just how I grew up, you know, that's just, that's just the way we talk where I'm from, when it's like you have to understand, no, your words carry power. The, the power of life and death are in the power of your tongue. That is the word. That's, that's scripture. And you could say, and that's why I paired these two scriptures together, because I want you to understand that, you know, maybe you don't have the best confession, or maybe you don't even realize it. Maybe it's just you just talk and you don't even realize that you're a Debbie Downer. I'm here to, you could come ask me, I'll tell you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to get you <laughs> to where God wants you to be. Because I love you, because I, I want to see you succeed. In Proverbs 18, 21, if you're taking notes, is where it says, uh, the tongue can bring death or life, and that's where that scripture comes from. So we're going to get our confession in line. We're going to get our confession in line with the word of God. What does the word of God say about this situation? Before I call up my auntie and, and my grandma Mima and see what she has to say about it. You know, before I, before I figure out what I want to feel about this, what does the word of God say about this? Before I, before I seek counsel from 17 of my closest friends who, uh, you know, they don't, like, they don't like this person either, so I know they're going to have my back on it. You know, what does the word say about the situation? Key number two, have a vision and a plan. In Habakkuk 2, verse 2, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, and that he, that, that he may run that readeth it. What do you want to see happen in your day-to-day -day life? What do you want to see happen in the new year that we're coming up to? What do you want to see happen during the holiday season here for Thanksgiving? What do you want to see happen for Christmas? What it, what's your plan for it? You know, are you just kind of like going with the punches or are you making a plan? Okay, you know what? This is what I want to see happen by this date. This is what I want to see come in by this date. This is what I want to do by this date. You know, this is how I want my, my year to, to, to be, 2022. You know, and, and that goes in line because even, even last year and this year, it's so easy for people to just say, well, it's just that year. Well, you just know it's just, it's just been a rough year. It's been a hard year. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, things are like this because it, it's a hard year. You know, my husband and I, we made it a point that we would not even let that come out of our mouth. That we wouldn't even, no matter what it looks like, no matter what we went through, no matter what the enemy tried to do, no matter, we said, you know what, 2020 was a great year. And, I could, and it's not even by faith. I can tell you, for us, 2020 was an amazing year. 2021, this year was an ama even more amazing year. We did even more this year than we've done in all the other years combined. And why is that? Because we refuse to allow anything else come out of our mouth. Because we refuse to allow uh, any negativity come out of our mouth. Well, you know, it's just been hard. No, we never let that come out of our mouth. We made a plan and we stuck to it and the Lord honored it. We said this is what we want to see in our life. 
We told the Lord we want to be in full-time ministry together. We want to work together in full-time ministry. And in the year where, where in the natural that should have been impossible, the Lord brought it to, to uh, made it happen. That word. That word. He, he made it happen. He made it happen for us. I'm so glad you're in the house tonight. <laughs> he made it happen for us. Why? Because that's what we put our faith out for. That's what we started confessing when we were praying. We said, we thank you, Father, full-time ministry, 2020, full-time ministry. Thank you, Father, we're going to see it happen. And here we are, full-time ministry, together, working together, preaching, traveling, teaching, building up other churches, building up this church, doing what, we, what we're called to do. And that goes in line with, with it, making, the, making the plans and lining up the confession. Key number three. Spend more time praying. <laughs> Don't forget to pray, please. It's, 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 it's important. It's important. I know, I know in the natural, you can, you can just say, well, Lord, you know what? I'm going to spend time. I'm going to spend time before I go to sleep tonight and just pray. And then you get into bed and you just lay in there and you're like, Lord, I, I thank you. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord, I'm just going to rest here in your presence. No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, wake up early, stay up late, whatever you have to do. Get alone with God. You know, that's something, and, and however you want to do it, make it intentional where you're going to set aside time each day. Maybe, maybe you have a schedule right now uh, that you pray, that you, that you uh, find yourself spending time with the Lord. But you know what? Make it, make it even greater. Make plans to spend even more time. Okay, Lord, you know what? Uh, this is, this is going to be the new schedule. Father, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend time. I'm going to wake up early and spend time with you. Father, I'm going to stay up a little later and spend time with you. Whatever that looks like. Maybe you're just sitting at your dining room table having coffee and spending time with the Lord before everybody else wakes up. Whatever it is, set a point to, to spend time with the Lord. And this is why it's so important. It says in Matthew 7, it says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. And then it goes on to say, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if, you, if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? How much time would you spend praying if you knew you could have whatsoever you ask according to his word? And that's what I felt the Lord put on me. How much time and how much, what would you, what would your day look like? If you knew, like really knew, like believed with all your heart, no doubt, whatever I ask for, according to his word, he's going to give it to me. How much time would you spend with him? What would you ask him? What would you be seeking uh, for? What would you be knocking? Okay, Lord, this is what I want to see in my family this year. Okay, Lord, this is, this is where I want to be this year. Okay, Lord, this is where I wanna, what I want to uh, fulfill this year. What would that look like? Instead of just, you know, get idly, getting by your day, okay, Lord, I pray uh, there's no traffic on the way to work this morning. And, Father, I really pray for my uh, coworker, Debbie, because, Lord, you know she's annoying. And, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you're going to give me grace to get home because I know uh, 
my spouse is going to be asking for dinner after they know I just had a long day. And, Lord, I thank you, Father, that the frozen chicken nuggets are going to last uh, in the freezer until I get home because that's what's going to be for dinner tonight. You know, like really align yourself. Okay, God, I thank you for open doors. God, I thank you for a uh, uh, financial increase. I thank you, Father, that because I have favor with you, I have favor with man. You know, start, start speaking those things. Start building up your prayer life. You know, that's, and, and that takes time to cultivate if you haven't cultivated it. But understand that it, it takes time for everybody. You know, I, I used to set aside an hour. When I first really started seeking the Lord, I'd set aside an hour. And I'd pray for an hour and look at the clock, and it was only five minutes. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? And, and I just started praying in tongues. For, for the 55 minutes because I ran out of things to pray for. But you understand, like, that's, 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 that's everybody, you know. And it's, and it's even, I, th- I say, it's even biblical that that spirit of slumber tries to come on you when you start to pray. Because it's, it, it's, it's, if the enemy can get you to slumber, if the enemy can get you tired, that's why, what do you do? You start walking around. My husband and I, we started walking around our, our house and praying, Lord, I thank you for this house. You know, anointing the doorposts of the house, saying, Lord, I thank you that no harm or evil can, can come nigh unto me. I mean, I pray a little different I'm, because, you know, I'm from the south. I say, Lord, anybody coming on this property to do damage, I pray they drop dead before they even get to the sidewalk, Father. I thank you, Lord. Like, I, that's how I pray is, 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 is uh, you know, I get a little creative. But, you know, you don't have to pray like that. You don't ha- I mean, some, <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's other people in this world that pray that they, they you know, for their soul and, Lord, just, just let them change their mind, Father. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not that one. I'm not that one. But that's, just, that's how I was raised. <laughs> that's how I was raised. I wish for all to go to heaven. But I will send you there as well. So, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, find, find, your, time, find, your, find your, 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 your niche there. Um, <laughs> key number four, be determined to grow. And I love this one. Be determined to grow in the things of God. Be determined to grow in your giving. Be determined to grow in your faith, which comes by hearing. So, see, a lot of people think they're going to seek after the Lord and just pray, Lord, just give me more faith. Just give me more faith. Lord, I need more faith. I need more faith. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So what are you hearing? What are you listening to in the day? What are you, are you listening to uh, things that are going to build you up, podcasts, the, the Bible app that, I mean, the Bible app will just read you chapters and chapters, you know, but it's by his faith. That's why even in this atmosphere tonight, I'm believing because you're, you're, you're hearing the word, which is giving you faith, giving me faith, and there's two or more gathered here, which means he's here in, this, in the presence in the midst of us. So I'm believing by the end of the night that you're going to, whatever it is you're believing for, you're going to receive, you're going to receive the plans for it, you're going to receive uh, the, the mindset you need to go into it, whatever it is that, that you need. I believe that this atmosphere right here, right now, is going to help you receive that. Amen? Be determined to grow. Do not become stagnant water. You know, Revelation 3 says, I know all things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And so I was reading that because I just felt like so many times people just become so stagnant. 
you know, they just kind of clock in and clock out of church, and they just become like a stagnant. Well, you know, I, I, I sang uh, three songs today to the Lord. But they just, you could just tell their spirits become stagnant. You could tell it's no longer uh, a flow. But they're just, they're just kind of stuck. They're just kind of, you're not growing. You're not seeking after. You're not putting in the work. Because it is work. It is work. To, to build that relationship with the Lord does require work. But it has amazing benefits. It has amazing rewards. But so many people don't want to put in the work, so they just become stagnant. But you shouldn't be at the same level that you were a year ago or the same level that you were five years ago or the same level you were ten years ago. You should, and you shouldn't be at the level you're at right now in a year. You shouldn't be at this level in five years. And then that's in everything, in your relationship with the Lord, in your giving, in your time you spend seeking after God, in, in uh, the souls you win, in, in the business you're in. You know, you should constantly be growing. You should constantly be seeking growth, constantly be saying, okay, Lord, this is great. What's next? You know, before, before we can even receive the miracle we're believing for, we're already, we're already celebrating the next one. You know, we don't just get a miracle and say, okay, this is great, and just stay there. You know, it's like, oh, there it is. All right, awesome. Where's this one? What's next? What are we doing next? What are we believing for next? What are you? Are you believing for anything? If I asked you right now, what are you believing for? Do you have an answer? Because everybody should be believing for something. Everybody should be seeking after the Lord for something. And it's not about... Oh, well, I just don't like to ask the Lord for things. I'm blessed enough and highly favored. You know, it's not about that. It's about, it's, about need, it's about your need for God. Because, you know, if that were the case, then we wouldn't need God. But it's about your dependency on God. You know, I'm dependent on the Lord. I'm dependent that he's going to come through for this. I'm dependent that he's going to see to it this happens. It's not about selfish desire. It's about, it's about because if you didn't have any, any need, then why would you seek after him? If he just wanted you to be at the level you're at, because it's not, it's not about arriving. You never arrive in your walk with the Lord or in your faith or in your growth. It's not about getting to the level and say, I've arrived. I never have to pray for another thing again. I never have to believe for another. No, it's, it, we're constantly believing. We're constantly asking. We're constantly seeking. We're constantly rejoicing. We're constantly praising. And that level just keeps growing and growing and growing. Your faith will grow uh, through, through whatever it is. You know, you're feeding your spirit. Your hope will grow. Your joy will grow. It's about growth. It's about growth. Say it. It's about growth. You sound good. Which leads me to key five. Have joy. Have joy. <laughs> In a world where people will look at you up and down, sideways, upside down for having joy. Where in the world did you get that? Why in the world do you have that? Have it. Let people say something. Let people approach you and say, what are you on? <laughs> what are you on? Because you know what? People are looking for that. People are looking for that. And that's what makes you stand out. See, if you, if you just kind of saw, like slumber and you're just like, okay. I'm just going to the store, making my way, going shopping. You just look like everyone else. Like, what makes you stand out? No, have joy. Have joy. 
In Nehemiah 8.12, it talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength. Why do you think the enemy wants you depressed and defeated? Because he knows that if he can steal your joy, then he could, he could do, he can have a field day with you. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's why there's such an oppression uh, 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 attack on this, on this generation. That's why there's so many, oh, well, you know, get on antidepressants. That'll help. And everybody's dancing in the commercials, and, and, and they're like, uh, the side effects of this may be death. But, you know, you're just like, what in the world? <laughs> like, you know, everyone's just so happy. Oh, I'm no longer depressed. And the guy's like, these side effects are very severe. You should consult your doctor if you feel any more soon. And it's like an antidepressant for, you know, and, and people are, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And, and, and I'm not, you know, going to get into all that. But, but have, have joy because the joy comes from the Lord. It's not something that you, your spouse can give you. It's not something your kids can give you. It's something that comes from the Lord. And I mean, your kids do. I mean, that is scripture that kids will bring you joy. But you have to understand you first get that from the Lord. Because not everyone's kids in this world bring them joy. But if you have joy with the Lord, then you will understand that kids are a joy. Amen. <laughs> Amen. In Psalms, it says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. So even if you feel, well, you know what, I'm just overwhelmed. Well, I'm just very anxious. Well, you know, the doctors say I am depressed. Well, you know, the, the, this, this, da, 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 whatever. You can have every reason. I'm, everyone in this, I'm not, listen, I'm not going to have a spirit of one-up. Everyone in this room right here probably has even... Uh, a great reason to be in a mental hospital or to be dead or to be uh, lost their mind or to be on antidepressants or to be uh, on drugs or to be in a bar, you know, and, and you probably justified it 17 ways. I'm not excusing the, the fact that we've all been through some stuff, but what's important is that you leave everything behind and say, I'm relying on the Lord. And that's where the supernatural comes in. Because we're, we're not. We're here. We're sane. We've, I mean, some of you have been through things that, that people could look at you and say, how are you even still here? But you understand that you've, you're already an overcomer. You've already have the victory. You already, you've already defeated the enemy through that attack, whatever it was. Come on. You've already overcome. Because you're here tonight. Because you're here. So anything else, why, why would you give any place in your mind for the enemy to come in and say, well, you know, well, you say, you stupid devil, you stupid, I've already defeated you, I've, you've already played, because every, nothing, no attack is new, right, it just may come in a different form, but it's the same, it's the same enemy, it's the same attack, it's the same thing, and people get so overwhelmed, well, you know, I'm just so uh, riddled with anxiety that, you know, I, if I don't have, um, X, Y, and Z, or, or if I'm just around too many people, or, you know, I just get very anxious. What's your confession? Are you believing to be set free from that? Are you believing that the Lord's can, one touch from God can set you free from that? Because you're already here tonight. You've already overcome everything the enemy tried, and he, he probably tried his best. Probably tried his best. You're already here. So why not believe for the more? Why not believe for an even greater portion? 
Why, why, why not believe for a great joy? Stand on this promise, Psalm 1611. You're going to want to write this down because this blessed me. Stand on this. It says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You make known to me the path of life. So if you're saying, well, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what my life is for. I don't know. And the enemy comes in and tries to attack your mind. Well, you're no good. Well, you, why are you even here? Well, what, you're just taking up space. You say, no, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. If you're missing joy, get in his presence. If you're missing out, you feel like you're just too overcome, you feel like you can't handle it, you feel like you're ready to quit, throw in the towel, are you in his presence? You feel like this is too much, this, this attack is really going to do it, are you in his presence? What if you don't have joy? Galatians 5, through 23, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. It's a fruit of the Spirit, which means I can have it. It's a fruit of the Spirit, which means I can have it, which means I can cultivate it. Maybe I, maybe I woke up, you know, I woke up this, uh, this morning, this afternoon from a nap. I didn't feel anointed. I didn't feel joyful. I didn't feel patient. I didn't feel, it is not about what you feel. It's about knowing, okay, once you, you wake yourself up, okay, you know what? No, I have joy. I have joy. Why? Because it's promised to me. I have patience. I'm an overcomer. I have the victory. This is not, I can get through anything. I can get through anything. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm going to end with this point. Key number six, get a clear understanding of your of your purpose for your year. Get a clear understanding of your purpose for your year. Psalm 16:11 he talks about you make known to me the path of life. In Esther 4, I love it. It says uh, it talks about um, and who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. For such a time as this. You know every single one of us in this room right now, we weren't an accident. You weren't just placed here. You weren't, I don't, regardless of what anybody might have told you growing up, regardless of what you might feel, regardless of what you might think, well, I'm just taking up space or I'm just, you know, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. Uh, maybe you feel like you're, you're past that age or maybe you feel like you're too young, whatever it is. For such a time as this, for such a time as this, God put you here in 2021 for such a time as this. For such a time as this, for you to do something, for you to stand up, for you to be bold, for you to win souls, for you to minister, for you to uh, start that business, for you to make that impact, for you to bring these people in. For such a time as this. He knew, he said, this is Sue, perfect, perfect uh, woman for the job. This is the timeline I need her in. Created her, put her here. He said, this is Kathy, Kathy's. I need, I need them here. I need them here for such a time as this. Not to be born before this or after this. I need them here for such a time as this. Don't allow your days to just play out. Command and direct your days. Don't just live day to day of, of just, oh, you know, whatever happens today happens. No. Wake up in the morning and command your, your morning. Command your day. This is what I want to see happen today. 
direct your day. This is, you know, because it's so easy. You ever wake up, and I know y'all have. You ever wake, because I have too. You ever wake up, and you just feel like, like you just got bombarded. Like you haven't even had your morning coffee. And you just feel bombarded with like, you know, it could be 17 different. You might have woke up and checked Facebook and saw something you didn't like. You might have woke up, got a notification from, from some person sent from hell to bother you. You might have woke up. You know what I mean? And that just take your whole day out. You were going to go pray, but now you're mad. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You were ready to go read a devotional. But now, but now you, you, you trying to talk yourself out of driving, getting get, get in your car and going and, and meeting up in a parking lot somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? See, that, what does that come from? You didn't direct your day the night before. You didn't direct your day the night before. The night before, you need to be saying, all right, tomorrow, this is what it's going to look like. No matter what I wake up to, the world could be on fire, but I'm still going to pour a cup of coffee and pray with you, Jesus. <laughs> Have a devotion with you, Jesus. Because it's, it's, e- it's easy to quit. It's easy to throw in the towel. It's easy for something to come up and you just, you know, maybe you're fighting with your spouse. And you're just thinking, you know what? I'm going to sit on the couch all day. And I don't care what you say. <laughs> I don't care what you eat. I don't care what you say. When you, you know, you had plans to cook a dinner, a five-star meal. And you had plans to invite me over to your house for that. And you just say, I'm not even going to invite Sarah anymore. I'm so mad. But no, you direct your day. You tell your day what it's going to look like. You tell, you tell your, your, your year what it's going to look like. I'm not having a bad year. No, my, and it, 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 it doesn't matter what it looks like. First week of the year, you could, you could say, I'm, uh, you know, you could either quit, which a lot of people do, and they say, I'll try again next year. <laughs> Catch me in 360 days. <laughs> or you just turn it around with the word. And you seek after the Lord. Seek the Lord to find out your purpose in life. And if you know that, then seek the Lord to find out what you need to accomplish it. A man's heart plans his way. This is Proverbs 16.9. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And when I read that, I noticed the scripture doesn't say that the Lord makes your steps for you. See, that's, that's what we have to do. We're the ones that have to step. We could plan it, and the Lord can direct it, but if you're not stepping, nothing, nothing is required of him to make it happen. Because it says the Lord directs your steps, but you're the one that needs to step. You're the one that needs to take action. It's up to you to take action. It's up to you to put in the work. It's a, you know, it doesn't just fall in your lap. It's up to you to seek after him. It's up to you to, to, to pray. It's up to you to uh, uh, call that person, make the correction. It's up to you to, uh, you know, do what it is that, that he's telling you to do. Because I can sit by and wait and say, okay, Lord, I'm ready for you to make me a multimillionaire. <laughs> and I could pray and pray and pray, but what am I doing what, what action am I taking? Am I seeking after him? In James 1, starting in verse 22, it says, Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. 
For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. Unless y'all have your selfies saved on your back screen of your, your uh, phone. But you, you, you know, he's, he's, in, he's uh, illustrating this to say, you, you have to, you can't just, you can't just look at your face one time and just trust that this is what my face is going to look like through the whole entire day. Because let me tell you something, you need a friend in your life, if that's you, you need a friend in your life that's going to say you got something right here in your teeth, okay? If that's you, if you're just like, I'm a, I'm a look in the mirror when I roll out of bed and never again, you need that friend. But that's what he's saying. He said, it's not just about listening to the word. Yes, you need to listen to the word. Yes, you need to get in the word. But you must do what it says. You must be a doer. Say, I'm a doer. Say it like you mean it. I'm a doer. You have to be doers of the word. Get the word in you and do what it says. And I want, as I close tonight, Phoebe, you can go ahead. As I close tonight, I want to give everyone here an opportunity because I, I really strongly felt the Lord put it on my heart tonight because I said, Lord, how am I going to give you an opportunity to move? How am I going to make this to where it's not just a, a pep talk and, and seven bullet points to just, you know, make you feel motivated, but then something hits you tomorrow and it takes you out. You know, where you, where you leave this building where, where you're not listening to the word. Maybe you, you, you don't have your faith built up. And then you get, and, and then something happens tomorrow and just changes everything. Like a curveball coming in. What are you going to do? And the Lord said, give him an opportunity to come and get in my presence. So whatever it is you're believing for, whether you want to see, you know, and, and that's, and it's so important because it's like, whether you need a plan, because I don't know where everyone's at here. We're all in different stages. We're all at different uh, walks. I, I don't know where everyone's at. Maybe you know what you're supposed to do. And you just don't know what you need to do to make that happen. Maybe you know you're called to ministry or you're called to business and you just don't know what you need to do to make that happen. Maybe you don't know what you're called to do at all. Don't let another week go by, another day, another year without knowing, Lord, what is it that you have for me? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What is it that, that what is that one download, that one idea? Because he can give you one idea and change everything in, in your financial situation, in your family situation, in your home life, in your walk with him. He could give you that one thing. So if that's you and you're believing for that, I'm going to open up the altar and come in agreement because faith is, your faith is built up right now. And in, in this atmosphere right here, your faith is built up because you've heard the word, which makes it an atmosphere for miracles. And then there's more than two of us here. Thank the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but even if it were just my husband and I, <laughs> the Lord is here in the midst of it. And that's what I feel like a lot of people don't put a demand or an expectancy. They just kind of come up to get touched and feel good and go home. But put a demand on it. Put, a, put a, uh, an expectancy, an urgency. Lord, I'm coming up there. And when I get to the, to the steps, Father, I thank you that you're going to speak to me so clear. I thank you I'm going to have peace that surpasses all understanding. Joy is coming to my house tonight. I'm sleeping tonight better than I have in the last 14 years combined. Whatever it is you're believing for. If that's you, I'm going to invite you up. Maybe that's not you and you just want a touch from the Lord. 
you just want to feel his presence, I'm going to invite you up as well. Because I don't want to leave anybody out. If you just want to come up here and stand up here, I'll give you the microphone if you want. <laughs> but you can come on up and, and, and put in uh, an expectancy. Get in his presence. Just come up here and, and worship him. Just worship him. Just lift your hands and close your eyes and just get in his presence because that's where the joy is coming from. That's where the hope is going to come from. That's where the peace is going to come from. That's where the ideas are going to come from. That's, and it just takes a moment. It just He doesn't need a year. He doesn't need to wait till the end of this year. It just takes a moment of you getting into his presence. It just takes that one moment, that one moment, just like the woman with the issue of blood. All she had to do was reach out. She said to herself, I know if I touch him, I will be healed. And in that instant, picture yourself as that. That one moment, in an instant, everything changed. It only takes one miracle. It only takes one miracle. You know, that's my husband and I's new motto for this, uh, this upcoming year. It only takes one miracle. It only takes one miracle. When things look like the world's upside down, it only takes one miracle. For everything to change. It only takes one miracle for my entire life to, to change. Just worship him. If you're filled with the spirit, just pray in tongues. Just stir yourself up. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.